All right, welcome to the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. It's been a while, uh, maybe three, four, five months of lost time. Not much has happened that I felt like I could add anything to. I mean, everybody's watching the same thing. So stayed out of that. Uh, I've always said if I don't have anything to say, I just won't put out a podcast. However, what I did want to talk about today was my COVID experience. About three and a half weeks ago, I uh, uh, came down with COVID, and I'll back up. And a few days before that, excuse my voice, I'm still uh, dealing with a hack. Um, About a month ago, my wife had woken up in the middle of the night sweating with a fever and uh, about three days late, well, she started symptoms immediately, The every COVID symptom. Uh, she had congestion, f- fever, headaches, very much flu-like. And uh, about three or four days after that, I came down with the same thing. I was over at my mom's, uh, kind of taking, uh, being a caretaker for her while my sister and brother-in-law were out of town. And about the second day that I was there, I started feeling like I was getting something. And you enter into that state where you think it's in your head and you're not really sick. And I, and after a while, I finally just, I called my brother for relief and he came in and uh, subbed for me. And I came home and by that night, it was a Wednesday, by that night I had fever. And by the next morning, I was just KO'd for about Four to five days at that point, I uh, I couldn't eat at all, had zero appetite, fever, slept, felt like I was sleeping 23 hours a day. <laughs> I was eating like one peanut butter cracker a day, and over the five days, I lost like 13 pounds. Um, about five, six days in, I did lose my taste and I don't know about smell. I'm I, I'm sure it goes with the taste, but I certainly lost taste, and it impacted anything sweet was just nasty. Uh, otherwise, I didn't want to eat anyway. Uh, I was eating only because my stomach was just growling and turning in, in like a pretzel. So it's a weird state to not be hungry, but your body is just growling like you're starving to eat. So, uh, uh, I had no congestion. Mine was very dry, uh, no, no runny nose or anything like that. Otherwise felt like the flu, a hard flu. Um, like I said, fever, it KO'd me. And the little time that I was able to like log on and talk to people at work, let them know that I was going to be out for a while. Everybody's first question was, have you been tested? I had no energy to go get tested, nor if I had a driver, I couldn't have gone. And a test is going to do nothing for you. I mean, you need meds at that point. Test isn't going to cure you of anything. So that was the last thing on my mind was finding out whether I had COVID or not, because I had every symptom anyway. Um, So it started on a Wednesday night, and by... 
Monday, which was my birthday, the 12th. So it started like the 7th, April 7th. By the 12th, I was not real confident that uh, I'll back up. I had I had some energy, so I thought I would find a teledoc and set up an appointment and try and get some meds. And because uh, I was not getting better, it, it was miserable for those five, six days. So Monday I went online and I was not confident that I would find a doctor that would prescribe anything that wasn't politicized. I sure didn't want remdesivir and all that, you know, for the cost and for the ineffectiveness from what I've seen. And I know that some doctors don't even give you anything. Uh, Meanwhile, we know what meds are out there and have shown to work. And there's more than one. There's like three or four. And they're all basically banned if you talk about them. So anyway, I went online and I found uh, frontline doctors Um, They were in Texas and uh, set up a teledoc appointment, spoke with them, spent about 30 minutes online, and uh, they prescribed a COVID regimen, and uh, they asked me if I wanted ivermectin or HCQ, and for, for some reasons, I'll tell you my Later on, I'll tell you why I went with this, but I went with HCQ. So uh, their website is not great. The process is not fluid at all, not smooth at all. They set you up with a pharmacist or they, they have a pharmacy they work with. And you call them up afterwards after a little bit and uh, you have an e-receipt and things and various verification methods they ask you some questions to verify who you are then they tell you what the prescription is which you've already been told what you'll be getting from the doctor so it confirms all that just to give you some cost the teledoc appointment it's like fifty dollars for a consultation and if they're going to prescribe anything, it ends up being like 90 or $94, somewhere in there. The medications which I received were HCQ, azithromycin, and a steroid called dexamethasone. And uh, it's a steroid to fight in, uh, inflammation and allergies and things like things that cause inflammation probably notice my voice is very weak and I'm coughing a lot. I'm going to edit these out, but just so you know, I've, I've coughed about a dozen times already. Talking is the most difficult thing. Uh, walking, breathing. I can breathe deeply. Fine. I walked a mile this morning, but uh, to talk, it's much more difficult because I don't know, shallow breathing or whatever. It tends to make me wheeze. But anyway, my pharmacy charge, uh, tax and all, and shipping, like two or three day shipping, was going to be like 169 for three meds. And uh, I thought, oh, that's kind of high. But after I thought about it, taxes and the shipping and all that kind of stuff, it probably would have put the meds at around uh, 120 So uh, before tax and shipping. So I wasn't, you know, at that time, I didn't care anyway. Uh, but anyway, I said, well, what's overnight cost? And they said $20. I 
So I said, absolutely do that. So ended up, I paid 180 for meds to be FedExed overnight to me from Texas. So total cost, 180 plus 94. Uh, the meds arrived late Tuesday, like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And again, the, the pharmacy was... You don't get an idea that you're being scammed, but it is certainly not fluid. They're very busy, and once they text you with your charge, and you've got to text back and agree with the charges on your card and all that, and then you never hear from them again. So it's like, did it go out? Did it go out on time or whatever? And uh, thank goodness mine did. Uh, I would say if you do this, you need to do it in the morning to give any to have any chance that your overnight will get there the next day but so mine went out that afternoon and then didn't but it didn't show up till like six o'clock tuesday night so <clears throat> took my first dose which uh again i'm no doctor and all that you know i'm just telling you my experience but basically you take take a double dose of hcq you take two tabs in the morning, two at night, and then same with your azithromycin. You do, you do a double dose the first day, and then every following day you take one unit or whatever the dosage for a day is. So uh, for HCQ, it's like two tablets a day. So your first day you're taking four, and then two for the next four days. And then azithromycin, you take two and then one for the next four days. And then you take the steroid along with it every day. I have to say, I was not taking any Tylenol up to this point, and I felt horrible. Uh, I, I thought that my body needed to fight the fever, didn't know otherwise, and didn't know who to ask and all that. But when I talked to the doctor, they said, oh, yeah, absolutely, take Tylenol. Well, that first, that night that I got my uh, meds Tuesday, um, I took all my dosages and I took uh, Tylenol. And the next morning I felt 180 degrees better, <laughs> uh, out of phase, 180 the other direction. Absolutely felt great. I will say like two days after I started feeling great, I developed a cough up to that point. I really haven't coughed and I've continued coughing for the next two and a half weeks. So, uh, a, maybe three days after that initial prescription, which would have been Monday or the teledoc conference would have been a Monday. I think by Thursday or Friday spoke with a local doctor and I now have an albuterol inhaler for wheezing and some cough syrup that I haven't really used at all. Health-wise, I feel great. Um, coughing tends to flare up at night or when I talk. So as long as I'm not talking, I'm fine. I've been working for the last two weeks. And like I said, I walked a mile this morning, felt fine, was able to breathe very deeply. So it's very strange. Of course, it's fresh air. So but I was able to breathe very well, sitting around talking on the phone just can't happen. I, I hacked the whole time. And again, I'm hacking here. I'm just going to, I'm editing all of them out. 
I'll say this. My wife didn't take anything. Uh, she felt horrible. She was taking Tylenol. I'll say this. Someone in my family had acquired some ivermectin. And when my wife got sick initially, she didn't take it because nobody in my family and extended family had been sick yet. And so nobody had been, nobody had any need to take any ivermectin or anything. She didn't want to be a guinea pig. Soon as I got fever, I started taking it. I took it for two days. I took one tablet for two days. And my wife did the same. Um, I will say this. I didn't, I didn't perceive any noticeable impact whatsoever in taking the ivermectin. Now, what I've since seen is it's by body weight. I probably wasn't taking enough. And even so, even with zinc, I want to, I'm just wondering now, because I've looked at some of the protocols, if you're over 45, they recommend taking the uh, Z-Pak, the azithromycin, along with either HCQ or ivermectin. So I'll go back to when I was being interviewed by the doctor and they said, do you prefer ivermectin or HCQ? I went with HCQ because I had taken it for two days ivermectin for two days and it didn't feel like it did squat couldn't i felt nothing from it so i want to reflect on some of the disappointments of the experience because again there's a whole spectrum of what people think of covid and that is it's the plague on one end and on the other end it's completely fake made up and doesn't exist and i've i've certainly heard doctors say that it is a flu or type of strain of flu. It certainly felt like flu. I don't care how they categorize it, uh, whether it's corona or flu or whatever. Uh, and that's another reason why I didn't feel like going tested to get tested. It's like nobody's shown me that there's any reliability in the testing. So, uh, you know, maybe the antibody test. I'll do that if it's... If it is uh, legit, I'll certainly do that to see if I have them. But anyway, I was greatly disappointed because in that whole spectrum of it's the plague down to it's nothing, uh, I certainly didn't think it was nothing. I certainly didn't think it was the plague. But I felt like that I could prevent being infected with not home remedies, but available uh, things to us like D3, zinc, quercetin, artemisinin. And let me tell you again, no doctor, don't follow me, uh, but I superdose D3. I, I, I take 10 to 20,000 IU a day. And most people take one to three, maybe five a day. I take, I've been taking... 10 to 20,000, 15 to 20,000 IU a day for like seven or eight years. And I don't get sick very often. I normally don't get colds or anything. And so going into this, I felt like, hey, with quercetin, uh, anytime I was in a big crowd that I didn't know who they were, I would start taking quercetin for a few days. And we would take zinc. And uh, I was all, I take D3 every day. And 
some vitamin C, like three grams, but that stuff just doesn't absorb in your body very well at all. You can't get enough vitamin C in your body. So, uh, but anyway, I take it anyway. Uh, I was very disappointed to be infected because I felt like my immune system would have been healthy enough to fight this thing off and fight through, especially as soon as I got sick, you know, I started taking quercetin, zinc. I took some artemisinin and I was taking, I took an ivermectin tab for a couple of days. And when it hit, it knocked me out immediately. So that's my biggest disappointment. What it's showing me is if you get a direct hit, you're probably not going to be able to avoid this. And and another disappointment was I was hoping that the meds would knock this thing out quickly. And I'll have to say my following on this, my sister got it. We think from a different source, but my sister got it. And then my brother-in-law got it. So four of us in our family are fighting this. And my sister took quite a while to get over. Uh, she's still dealing with some croup. Um, and I've told you, this is my like week three or four, and I've, I'm still coughing badly uh, when I talk and stuff. So those are the disappointments. You know, when, when things got real political, I started trying to find some a way to ensure that I could help myself with the very best healthcare, whether it's my own or stuff available to deal with these types of things, meds that are politicized and may, you know, they take them off the market, you know, because they don't like a president or whatever, or they want to promote a vaccine, whatever. So uh, in the end, I'm left feeling like, you know, you could, even if you got everything and this stuff worked, to me, the missing ingredient was the azithromycin because, uh, because the quercetin, quercetin probably doesn't work as well, obviously doesn't work as well as ivermectin or HCQ. And everything I've read, it is the job of ivermectin, HCQ, or quercetin to open the cell so that the uh, antibiotic can get in there and zinc can shut that virus from replicating, shut it down. And so the combination of quercetin and zinc is either just not powerful enough. Uh, I doubled up on the quercetin. Again, I don't know what the dosage might be required, but... um, just taking a reasonable amount didn't do squat. Uh, I don't know what dosage for artemisinin was. It didn't seem to have any impact at all. Uh, again, I am very disappointed in that I feel like there are certain things that you'll have to get from a doctor. And I don't know that many are, you know, even if you've got certain components, if you go to them and say, hey, I need an antibiotic, they're going to go, why? Well, uh, well, no, no, I'm not going to treat you that way. So uh, you're in, I think we're still in a difficult position. And I did go online and I saw that there are many, there are 
there are doctors out there. I couldn't find any in Tennessee. Uh, Frontline is set up for you to teledoc with them. Everybody else is private, not as large. They can probably do the same, but um, they are. uh, It's still difficult to find doctors to help that are not politicized. It's caused me to think about insurance and, you know, at my company, I've got insurance as most people need or want to get when they work for a business as part of their benefits package. But my wife and I had chosen to use a HSA. So we've got, you know, like a, basically the formula is you, you pay for a catastrophic uh, insurance policy and you do get some wellness visits built in and and sometimes your company will help fund your HSA and in HSA you can if you leave the company it's yours it's yours as soon as that money goes in to the bank account there's some very awesome things about an HSA I'm no financial guy but uh, I'm just telling my own experience it goes in, it can grow tax-free. You can invest it just like any other thing. So if you put in $1,000 and never put another dollar in, if you invest it wisely, it can grow. So that is used for your health care uh, expenses. Now, other people choose to just pay premiums and go to the doctor. But Here's what I, the reason I talk about, I'm bringing up HSAs is for this reason. Any insurance, any insurance is going to be uh, politicized because they all were. And all it takes is one person at the top to shut it all down for everybody. And they can apply pressure to their doctors. You're in our network. You fought, you play our game or else you're out of our network. We're not going to. You know, we're not going to accept you or whatever. Um, So what I have found is what we're probably going to end up having to do. I mean, this is my mindset is you you use your insurance for regular non-politicized things and you use your HSA because that is your own money. It is your cash to spend on any medical expense that you want. And what you do is you pay for your out-of-pocket stuff through your HSA. That's what I, that's what I did. <coughs> over, over several years, it builds up to, you know, thousands of dollars. And my company puts in like $600 each from myself and my wife, if we do certain things like get a physical, fill out a survey, all that kind of stuff, don't smoke, all that kind of stuff. So they will put money in your account for you, but you're on the hook for like uh, emergency stuff. You're on the hook for like up to the first 7,500 or it's a percentage of the first $10,000. And then after that, you're covered fully. Uh, what what the expectancy is, is that you build up that HSA so that you can cover your catastrophic stuff and your other daily stuff. So you have to be disciplined on it and get it set up right and put money into that account. 
I see it as very valuable because it allowed me to reach out and use money that I already had for medical expenses and reach out into another state and get health care that I wanted and not let the state tell me who I can and can't go to. Because you know every insurance uh, is going to uh, politicize it and stop certain things. And it made me think about some of these bills that people have talked about, like being able to get insurance in a different state or whatever for competition reasons. It might help with costs, but how's it going to help you with meds if they're all they're all corporate? So they're all going to say no to certain things. Every corporation is going to be the same way. They're going to say no to certain political things or they'll politicize certain uh, meds. So that's my experience. Uh, All in all, um, I I, I won't get the vaccine um, only because there's meds to treat this. I, I never got the flu vaccine. I did way back when, but I haven't gotten the flu vaccine in about, I don't know, 15, 12 to 15 years. So, I mean, that's a 50, 50 shot. So, uh, I just prefer to roll, roll the dice and super dose on D3 zinc, things like that. I just don't like meds that aren't that don't appear to be tested, I won't say they aren't, but the appearance is they're not that well tested and not that very effective. Uh, That's across the board, all vaccines. Now, had they come out with a vaccine that said, hey, look, we are going, we have a vaccine that will cure every cold in the corona family. You'll never get a cold again. Uh, And super vaccine, you know, no more flu and all this. And it showed that it was safe and effective and all that. I'd probably get it. Uh, But I'm not going to do this as long as many other, almost every other vaccine is shown to be very ineffective, uh, except for the ones that we got when we were kids, polio and smallpox, all that stuff, rubella, TB, you know, you get all those, uh, and I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm not anti-vax. I just, uh, if it works, I'll get it. But uh, I'm not going to get it for this one. So even though it was a miserable time, uh, I want to be clear. I'm not downplaying COVID. And I've, I've seen there's, it's like a second or third wave come through here that I'm seeing more and more people that I didn't in the previous year I only knew a handful of people that got COVID in the last 12 months. And then in the last month, I know uh, maybe a couple of dozen that have been hit with it and uh, know it firsthand. So something's going on. Uh, I don't know if this is helpful. I hope it is. I'll just say be prepared and, and don't delay. You know, if you, if you get fever, do not delay. I mean, I got knocked out and it took me about five days to get hold of a doctor. 
don't sit around for three, four days wondering if you've got it when you have every symptom. Go ahead and get lined up. You don't want this, if anything, for the nagging part of it, you don't want it lasting a month. So, uh, like mine, I'm hacking, wheezing, and all that. Uh, I, I don't know. Everything I get goes to my chest anyway. So, uh, again, I wish I had more confirmation on some of the over-the-counter home remedies that we've all investigated, but I, I didn't have dosages, and uh, I just can't report that I felt like they did anything for me. Maybe they did. Maybe they kept me from getting worse, but uh, I will say, when I got the HCQ, one dose and the azithromycin, I, I felt so much better, 100% better, uh, the very next morning. So, uh, that is good to know. That was good. With that, what little bit of news, uh, we'll say I never did, I never did end the Dana Coverstone thing because it just kind of faded away, but I saw he's still doing dreams. I don't know why after all that we've witnessed, he's still cranking them out. And I will say this, after all, I mean, I'm glad I prepared and all that, but certainly we didn't see things happen as they were visibly were expecting. So, uh, but I will say this, just think, it caused me to think about uh, dreams, visions, and, you know, if you want to call them prophecies, you can. Uh, I think I just had a dream. He shared it. And again, I'll say it for like the 80th time. I think if it impacted me like he said it did him, I probably would have told my friends and family too. I don't know if I would have thrown it on Facebook, but I certainly would have told people if it had that kind of impact. But anyway, you know, I'm not, I'm not following him. I haven't, haven't watched him in three, four months uh, or longer. But uh, I did see still cranking him out which kind of made me laugh. Uh, one thing that, and I'll leave you with this. When you look at the Bible, I haven't done this extensive study, but I'm just thinking from memory here, going by memory. When you look at the prophecies and the dreams that we have as examples in the Bible, they seem to be very concise, clear, uh, short, simple, elegant. And that doesn't mean they can't be very complex in uh, explanation because obviously there's prophecies in Daniel. We are still waiting to see uh, the revelation or a clearer picture to us uh, today. But uh, um, I bring all this up, the, the conciseness, the the clarity, the, those, those kind of words, because when you look back at the Coverstone stuff, it's like this hyper detailed stuff, you know, the talons on the eagle were red and, you know, there was a man smoking a pipe on the bench and it's, it, it was all this crazy amount of detail that would take 30 minutes to explain and or just read and when you go to the bible there's typically one sentence 
two sentences and the dream or vision is over. So uh, I don't know if you can use that uh, to grade anything, but um, I do find it funny that there's such a vast difference in the amount of detail in what we see, by example, in the Bible and what we have experienced in the last year through Coverstone and, and several others. So with that, I'll leave y'all. See ya. Bye.